Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Richard Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning. It's good to be here again. Thank you for being here. It's a snowy day here in Brookings. Kind of kind of pretty. Yeah, the trees are <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. Yes, so we'll enjoy that part of it today. And of course, today is Veterans Day, so we want to give a um, recognition to all of our veterans out there and their families. Thank you for your service, your sacrifices for our country. I know you have a veteran, Dr. Cruz. Yes, my husband is a retired Air Force and Air National Guard, so very proud of him and his years of service. Absolutely. Did you meet him while he was serving? serving? Yes, yes, actually I did. And um, when about a month before our wedding, he called me up and said, how much do you love me? And I said, where have you been deployed? Oh. <laughs> so he actually um, got deployed for Hurricane Katrina relief um, oh. right before our wedding. And I wasn't sure if he was going to make it back in time. Gotcha. Uh, thankfully, he did with about two weeks to spare. So. Okay. Uh, it was a little nerve-wracking for me as the bride trying to plan a wedding, not sure if the groom would or would not be there. Right, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and all those decisions you're trying to make and yes. share the load. Like, okay, see you in a few weeks. Yep. Yeah. Welcome back. Let's get married. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you to Major and to all of our veterans out mm-hmm. there. Um, we really do thank you and appreciate you, and we are thinking of you extra today. We had great news coming out in the media this week about a vaccine. Um, Dr. Cruz, can you tell us more about that? What yes. we know now? So it, it sounds like this new vaccine that Pfizer is working on appears to be uh, quite effective. It was 90%, I believe, mm-hmm. is what I was saying, effective in uh, giving antibodies. And hopefully that was a good sign that it will help give protection and will hopefully end some of the issues that we're dealing with now with our rising caseload numbers how um if if we if this vaccine does work out i know that's Mm -hmm. still going through some of the processes to be checked um when do we expect we might have anyone getting it in south dakota um you know that each step of the approval phase is a big one and then it's going to be um about mark making it and distributing it and then i think it's probably not going to be available to everyone initially i think it's probably going to come out in um, tiered phases of the highest risk people getting it um, the people who are most uh, exposed to it getting it and then probably uh, out to the general public so i think when it comes out i don't think it's going to be anyone who wants to line up and get it we'll get it we'll get it to those who need it most you know frontline workers, um, people in nursing homes, you know, people who have immunocompromised systems or at high risk of uh, having bad complications with it. So I think we're going to, as much as I would love to think that we're just going to line up and immunize the entire community the day it gets released, I don't think that's realistic. It's probably going to come out slowly and we'll get it to everyone when we can. But yeah, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes. 
because I understand some doses are already being produced, produced and yeah. I'm sure they'll just produce a lot more if all these mm-hmm. things if work out. Yep. So, um, and I think I heard it's a, a vaccine that you'll, it'll be two doses. Two doses, yep. For the, so kind of get that booster effect. So it works. I mean, and that's not unusual for uh, many vaccines where we have to do you know, boosters or extra doses. The hepatitis B is a series of two or three vaccines. You know, HPV uh, for cervical cancer and um, genital warts, that one's a three series. You know, chicken pox is two series. So, you know, the fact that you're going to have to get multiple vaccines or multiple rounds potentially is not unusual. Sure. And do you start to get some of the benefit with the first Usually you get okay. some, but you get full effect when you get that second one and that kind of booster response. So got it. Yeah. Okay. You get those well, memory cells uh, in the immune system primed and, and working. So yep. they can recognize it and mm-hmm. fight that off. Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Give us a call now with your questions at 605 692 1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. For the break, we are talking about the news of the covid vaccine that um is showing to be quite promising so we'll hope that works out we've also had an update just i think yesterday from the cdc regarding masks we've talked a lot about masks Mm -hmm. on this show and how they how we wear them to protect others but there's been an update yes saying that you know we actually think that masks can actually be protecting you a little so that's a good thing so Um, you know, now, while I don't want to be the only one in a room wearing a mask, you know, that gives me some protection. Um, you know, the more people that are wearing it, the better, but yes, it is giving me some protection. So I do have a little control over what's happening and, and the air that's, uh, entering my body when I'm wearing a mask. Um, so, you know, relying on everyone else around me, you know, it's unfortunately not something I can control, but I can control me wearing my mask and yes, it's helping to protect me and. Your mask helps protect you, and our masks help protect each other. So mm-hmm. it's great. Yes, group effort here. It's definitely a group wearing. effort. Um, and so my understanding is we want 
when we are considering what mask we're wearing, if they're not necessarily a medical grade mask, if we're wearing cloth or whatever, mm -hmm. if it has a couple, two or three layers, that's yes. really beneficial. Yep, so um, multiple layers helps. Uh, again, each layer is extra filtration. And then the higher the thread count. So thread count, uh, for the guys out there that don't understand thread count with sheets, <laughs> um, the higher the number of the thread count, it means the tighter that the uh, fibers are woven together. So it makes it a, a tighter um, covering or barrier. Sure. So if you're thinking about it, think about like a chain link fence versus a slat fence. So slat fence would be like a really high thread count where there's very tiny gaps in between where a chain link fence would be like a very low thread count. And mm -hmm. you can see all the stuff that can get through a chain link fence compared to a slat fence. So. Got it. Great comparison. Yeah. I like that visual. Thank you. So, so great to hear that wearing a mask um, helps protect you yes. as well as others. Um, the latest from the CDC. So. Yes, and if we want to prevent needing further lockdowns and further, you know, pulling back, the more people that wear masks, that's really, if you want to prevent things from having to go back the way they were in April, mm -hmm. wearing your mask is, is doing this. So there's a study, it's actually on CDC's page, that uh, looked at um, economic analysis of U.S. data and found by increasing universal masking by 15% could prevent the need for lockdowns and reduce associated losses up to $1 trillion. Mm. I mean, so, you know, if we don't want our small businesses to suffer economic impact, the best thing I can do to prevent that is to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. You know, so the fewer, uh, we did see when the mask mandate came into effect in Brookings that our numbers made a sharp decline compared mm -hmm. to Watertown, a town about the same size. Mm -hmm. uh, at their time, you know, before that, our numbers were neck and neck, and then Brookings took a drop, and Watertown continued to increase. So mm -hmm. it did show that, you know, um, it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We do have a lot of COVID still we present still in our state. Um, any reminders you want to give anyone if they're experiencing the symptoms or anything like that right now? So I would say if you're experiencing the symptoms, you know, call your healthcare provider and find out what we want to do for testing. Um, and if you are having shortness of breath, chest pain, you know, all these symptoms of COVID and um, you need to go to the emergency room, call them from okay. your car don't just walk into the emergency room because mm -hmm. now you've exposed everyone in the waiting room you've exposed the receptionist mm -hmm. they have um, things in process to bring you from your car through a, a different entrance into a, a safe room where you're not going to be exposing potentially anyone else sure and then their staff can be uh, protected in the right gear before they swab and we we now have the rapid turnaround swab so we're able to test here in in Brookings. So before we were sending all of our testing down to Sioux Falls or sometimes to Mayo, there was one time they went down to Arizona wow. and it was taking days to come back. Now, you know, in an hour or so, we can have an answer for people that are getting their testing done in clinic or testing done in the hospital. Okay. So much faster turnaround time, much which is faster so turnaround. convenient mm -hmm. and helpful. Um, yep. And, and we still, we want to be respectful about, you know, if you're going to clinic with respiratory symptoms, then you're in that, that separate respiratory area of the Avera Clinic. That way the people, the babies that are coming in for their well child check and their shots and um, the people that are coming in for their blood pressure checks or their diabetes checks or their asthma rechecks, 
are kept protected and safe. Okay. So we're doing our screening of everyone for temperatures at the door. Everyone's wearing masks, but again, respiratory symptoms, if you go to the clinic, are gonna be in the respiratory clinic. If you think you have COVID symptoms and are you're going to the ER, call them. They will take you back, um, like I said, through a different entrance, different way to protect their staff because we talk so much about the number of hospital beds, mm-hmm. but hospital beds mean nothing if you don't have staff to to take care of the people in those beds. So right. an empty bed in a hospital doesn't mean anything if you don't have a nurse or a doctor or a respiratory therapist that can come to those beds and take care of you while you're lying in mm-hmm. it. So um, it's not just the number of beds we have, it's the number of staff. And if we're unfortunately exposing staff and they're getting sick, mm-hmm. um, then the number of beds we have means nothing. Right, right, yeah. Okay, great reminders there on what to do if you are experiencing some COVID symptoms and how to go in and get those checked and tested. And great to hear that we're getting some faster test results. That has been huge. Yes. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've been talking about some of the latest updates on COVID with a flu shot and wearing masks and um, going in to get tested and all of all of that good stuff. Um, Dr. Cruz, I know you are preparing a Prairie Doc television show that won't be aired till spring, actually, but you've been working on a show about art and medicine. Yes. So it's, it's a really fun show, and I have two very dear friends of mine who are going to be uh, guests on it, Dr. Tina Melanson, nephrologist up in Watertown, and then Dr. Kimmery Martin, and she is a physician down in, I believe, South Carolina. So oh, both okay. of them are authors. Okay. And have uh, published uh, books. And we're talking about the importance of art in medicine. And um, one thing that actually ironically showed up on my Facebook feed uh, yesterday, and I'm like, oh, I need to share this with the, the show. Um, there was a video of a woman in her late 90s with advanced dementia, and she was a former prima ballerina for the New York Ballet and they played um, a music from Swan Lake. Mm. And there she is sitting in her wheelchair, still doing the choreography decades after she was on stage. You know, and, and this is a woman with 
such advanced dementia. She doesn't know her name. She doesn't know the date. She doesn't know where she is. But that music transported to a, a, a part of her brain that was still alive and healthy and well. And it just shows how powerful music and art is to connect with who you really are deep, mm. deep down. So mm -hmm. um, you were know, finding there's such a huge connection between um, mental health and you know, prevention of dementia and Alzheimer's with uh, people staying active in arts. So uh, they did do a study over at Mayo Clinic a few years ago on aging and dementia risk and found that people that did art, either you know, drawing, painting, um, playing um, music, singing, crafting, um, that those people had a uh, lower risk of developing dementia than people who just kind of sat in their apartments doing nothing. Okay. So uh, you find that that interaction with other people when you're doing these activities is helping protect, and just those activities itself, keeping the brain active, and, and art is such an important part. I mean, people have been creating art since there have been people. You know, we're talking about cave paintings. You know, in a time where people's main goal was just to survive, yet they took time to create beauty and create art. And I think it just shows how deep and important that is to the human condition, mm -hmm. that we not uh, forget about that or discount that. Mm -hmm. And it's very important um, art in medicine that we, we find ways to kind of tap into that um, activity to bring joy mm -hmm. and, and bring health because, um, you know, medicine isn't just about prescribing pills. Mm -hmm. It's about how do we encourage health and, and well-being. And, you know, enjoying art is a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking about these coming months as we look outside. We have some snow on the ground. We are all going to be indoors. We are going to be um, physically distancing mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, what a great opportunity if you haven't recently tapped into your artistic side yes try it out again right? pick up that hobby find that clarinet that's in the back of a closet somewhere and, and pull it out you know make music dance in mm -hmm. the living room you know have something that brings you joy and happiness mm -hmm. you know for me um i was in residency my first year having a really bad month i was in the icu it was very depressing it was very hard long hours and I came home one day and my husband had bought a piano because mm. I had been talking about how much I missed playing piano. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, it brought tears to my eyes. And I, here I'm sitting down at the piano and, and, and just playing. And that was the best stress relief, the way to decompress after a long, hard shift in the hospital is going home and playing piano. Yes. Yes. And it is amazing. I, I was was I feel like I have to say I was a piano player because I haven't done as much lately but it is amazing when you go sit down it's not the same as when you were practicing all the time but right. how much it does come back to you and with a little time you can get that song figured out again and mm -hmm. work on that yep and you know I've had patients in the nursing home who you know may have played for their church you know played organ or played um, you know piano in their church and you know, when you hear those residents, th they'll come down and sing when they're playing the old hymns again. And they may have bad dementia, but, you know, as long as they can keep playing that or keep singing, that mm -hmm. just brings joy back to their lives. I mm -hmm. mean, it's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. 
I think about that for our kids too, like what a gift it is to pass art and music on to our kids so that it's a lifetime thing for them as well, whether it's something they do or something they enjoy listening to or observing and mm-hmm. passing and, and a great way to connect. I mean, my daughter's new favorite craft are these, uh, what are called diamond dots, or these like little gems and it's got a sticky pattern. And it's basically like cross stitch. If you can read the pattern, it's the same. So each color has a different symbol and you just push these little dots onto the sticky paper and they stick there and it looks beautiful when you're sure. done but it's a fun thing for us to sit and do together because it's a lot easier to talk about difficult subjects when your hands are busy mm, so mm-hmm. we'll just sit there and and you can find out everything about their lives who their friends are what's going on what's hard what's good what's bad um, because they don't have to you know Sometimes it's intimidating to, to, you know, look at someone and tell them what you're struggling with. But if your hands are busy, you keep doing stuff, it's way easier. I mean, my best conversations with my dad, you know, he was a high school shop teacher, are out in the garage um, sanding something. You know, we mm-hmm. were just busy working on something in the garage. And that's when we had our most meaningful conversations, when we were busy creating something together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wonderful memories. And yeah. I, I have a friend who... Um, during March and April, the start of all this COVID time, she has two little boys, like very little, three and one. And um, she would come up with an art activity every single day for them to do. And she put the pictures on Facebook. And she said that um, obviously it was for them, but it was also just as good for her as a mom, just to have a, a reason in a moment to just make art too for her own clarity during those difficult months when we were all just getting adjusted to these COVID times so exactly I mean you you find that art and beauty in my fridge is covered with with pictures and letters and drawings and and yeah it it brings joy and Mm -hmm. it's it's very important you know so you know kids drawing those pictures and giving to grandma and grandpa that art is is priceless right it's interesting to me you mentioned with specifically with dementia patients how um the art might be helpful in preventing mm-hmm. the dementia, but it also brings a special brings joy that. afterwards too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can, I mean, that that area that has those memories of music, it seems that music specifically, um, you can really untap with. And I've also seen people with Parkinson's. You know, they can't walk, but they can dance. Mm. They can't, you know, they have a hard time with movement, but they can run. Mm-hmm. So again, this art can tap different areas of the brain even when one area is not working well or has been hijacked by disease um, it, it's amazing how how dancing and music and singing and playing instruments um, it, it seems to be such a deep level that it can just come out mm-hmm. when it may have seemed like everything else has been suppressed or, or changed mm-hmm. um, you know it, Obviously, I'm thinking of Dr. Home right now, our founder, too, mm-hmm. and uh, how important he really saw art and writing. I think his love of writing and art is really what partially inspired mm-hmm. this Prairie Doc program. So you can use your art and gifts yes. for things like that, too. So. Exactly. And his uh, choral group for hospice. I yes. mean, that is a huge thing about how do you bring comfort to someone through music? And, mm-hmm. it, and it's incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did have an opportunity to sing with that group a few times, and um, I don't think they're going now, of course, with these COVID times, which is a bummer, but um, what a blessing to get to go 
see somebody and see their re- sing for somebody and see their response and how mm-hmm. touched you are as well. I mean, I think there's healing all around going on for everybody who's part of that. Yes. Um, yeah. My, my essay for this, there was a quote in it from um, a photographer. It said, art heals both the creator and the viewer. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it, it is. It's, it's amazing how art is very important yes in our lives we think it it may be kind of frivolous fluff extraneous but it really isn't it's really important to our uh, physical and emotional well-being and we're lucky here in our community in brookings we do have a lot of art opportunities Mm -hmm. um opportunities for classes opportunities to go see art listen art um you know with COVID, a lot of things are being live streamed Mm -hmm. our family normally would probably not have gone to the um, middle school, high school orchestra concert, but it was being live streamed. So we turned it on and watched it at home and um, kind of neat to be able to experience art in different ways Mm -hmm. right now as well. So, and of course there's YouTube videos and all sorts of things if you want to explore. There's tutorials for everything you want to learn. (laughs) Yes, You want to learn how to sew, there's a tutorial. You want to learn how to do, apparently diamond dots, there's tutorials on that. Absolutely. Well, like we mentioned, this um, television show won't be until spring. Mm -hmm. So we'll be sure to remind you to watch that in the springtime. But um, thanks for taking the time to talk about it now. Because like I said, I think it is um, now that we're going into winter and COVID, this is a good time for us to explore our hobbies and, and love indoor. of art and indoors. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, very good. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio. And we'll, we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. It's time to get your flu shot. The influenza virus is a seasonal illness that changes every year. That is why the CDC recommends a new flu shot each year for everyone over six months of age. Now is the time to get your 2020 vaccine. It is especially important to receive the vaccine this year while we are in the midst of the COVID pandemic. The flu vaccine, along with good hand washing, mask use, and social distance will help you from getting and spreading influenza and COVID. Vaccines are available at your provider's office as well as many area pharmacies. Please make it a priority to get your flu shot soon. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to talk with us today. We've covered a variety of issues, including some COVID updates, um, talking about the importance of art and medicine and how art is so good for our well-being. And we can all explore that probably these next couple months. Um, We also want to touch on November is Men's Health Month. Dr. Cruz, why do we need to emphasize that um, every year? What's the importance every of that? Every year, <laughs> I would say men's health. Well, October is women's uh, yeah. health with breast cancer awareness. And men um, of a certain age generally don't tend to go to the doctor unless their wife drags them in mm-hmm. or their limb is literally hanging off. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it's very important to encourage men to come in for regular to preventative screening. And you know, part of the reason women tend to come in to the doctor yearly, especially in that uh, childbearing years, because either we want birth control, we need a pap smear, a pelvic exam, breast exams. So women are used to coming in every year because we need to get a prescription refilled for mm-hmm. the majority of women. Mm-hmm. Um, but men, 
don't need birth control yeah <laughs> and they don't need pap smears and they don't need mammograms so uh we kind of tend to lose them between their last high school physical and until like i said they get married and their wife says you need to go in and sometimes we don't see them till they hit 50 and they need their first colonoscopy mm -hmm. but a lot can happen in those other years so you know we do recommend that you come in get your physical get checked out um, you know, talk about prostate cancer, talk about colon cancer, talk about all those other uh, health issues. What's your risk of a heart attack? And it's it's important to look into that and, and not, not forget that uh, your health is important too. Absolutely. And right now we have to remember, and always, mental health is a really important part of everyone's health, including men's health. Exactly. Um, and I always like to remind people, if you're struggling with mental health issues, 211 is a fantastic resource. It's a phone number you call for free. All you dial is 211, and they can connect us with um, different mental health and behavioral health resources out there. Yep, so. those are all great things. And, and November is also No Shave November, which is always kind of a fun thing for guys to get involved with. So I have an excuse to not shave for the month and, and support cancer. Uh, research and cancer awareness so that's a great thing yeah i think there's a lot of facial hair behind mask that yeah, we aren't seeing right now but it, it <laughs> there's is. quite it's, a bit of that it's funny when i have people take their mask i'm like oh you look completely different yes yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely i know brookings health system is selling a mask with a mustache on it as yeah. well for this month so if you want to support that effort you can look into that as well well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday, November 12th, the show will not be on STPB television due to the state football coverage. However, if you follow the Prairie Doc Facebook page, there will be a live stream of the first Prairie Doc of the season, which is an Ask Anything show that features all four of the Prairie Doc physicians. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow The Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for The Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.